invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We're headed down to the Southwest USA today for a different kind of folk music. Native American, specifically Navajo, also known as Diné. Our guest is Radmila Cody, and she has so much to recommend her. She has six CDs to date, the last five with Canyon Records, which specializes in Native American artists. She is a wide-ranging activist, feeding the poor and disadvantaged, fighting to protect Native lands and people, and working against domestic violence, which she had experienced firsthand. And one more recognition among many is that she was the first biracial Miss Navajo Nation back in 1997. It's a joy to have Radmila Cody join us today by cell phone from rural Arizona. Radmila, thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Yeah, hello, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, now the only reason I recognize that is because I've been a fan of Tony Hillerman's books and now his daughter Anne, who's continuing that. So I got to read that a lot in those books. Did you grow up, your first language was Diné? Yes, Diné was my first language, or is my first language. My grandmother, Dorothy Cody, only spoke and understood the Diné language, and so that was our only means of communication. I've been getting to know you by watching video clips of you, like when you're doing presentation at the Grammys, and there's a TEDx Women conference that you spoke at, and there's a way that you tell people who you are. Could you let our audience hear that in its original form? Who are you? So when we introduce ourselves, when we formally introduce ourselves, we acknowledge her, again, our declans. And so I would say, yeah, it's eh. I am of the Red Okurchi clan, born for the African American. My maternal clans are of the Mexican clan, and my paternal clans are of the African American. And this is how I identify myself as a woman. Who did you grow up with? You know, so many of us here, like I live in Wisconsin, we grow up with a mother and father or maybe one or the other of them. What was your home clan like? What was your home? Most of the time it was just my grandmother and I and a couple of her sons, my uncles, and then my latter years with my mother because my grandmother raised me. So how many uncles are we talking about? We know Herman Cody because he's listed on most of your songs as writing or co-writing them with you. How many other uncles were there? 
for my immediate family, I have four uncles. And so Herman, again, it, it, it extends out, right? It extends outward because of the kinship that is in place through our clan system. So how Herman is related to me is, as my uncle, is through my late grandfather, who was a Navajo practitioner and was the brother to my uncle Herman's father, who was also a Navajo practitioner. And it strikes me that because clan is so important, and I think in European society it's become decreasingly important, that an orphan would really be dangling out there in the wind. Does that happen, or do they get adopted into clans? How does that work? That has happened. And even if the mother of the child, like in my case, my mom had me at a very young age, so she was still living out her youth, you know, after she had me. And my grandmother stepped in, right? She stepped in and raised me. So let's say in a case where the mother may have left and has just chosen to not come back for several years or something, it would either be the grandparents that would step up to the plate or the aunties and even sometimes the uncles. A family member will, will step in and continue that kinship that in, in raising that child. And if, let's say, the child is adopted into the family, yes, the child will take on the clan of that family. Again, folks, we're speaking with Radmila Cody, who is of what most people in the U.S. know as Navajo, the Diné people. She's speaking to us from Loop, Arizona, which is spelled L-E-U-P-P. And is this where you grew up? Yes, Loop is where I grew up. I went to school at Loop Boarding School and spent my youth herding sheep with my grandma and sharing sheep with her carding wool and spinning wool and ripping and running those heels. I swear, I know those heels like the back of my hand. <laughs> and, and so I spent a lot of my time in the sheep corral, singing to the sheep and entertaining the sheep as they were my first audience. Well, how about you make us listen to you? And it won't be a hard sell, I'm sure, if folks will get to hear your voice and the spirit from which your music comes. How would you like to start off your Song of the Soul? I would like to start off with my latest release, which is Kinship and Hope, Ehesen, which in, translates to Kinship and Hope. The song is Kinship and Hope. With this particular album, I wanted to really focus on a very, very essential part of our identity as the neck and the foundation of who we are, which is which is kinship and community because it is our connection and relationship to all that we coexist with on Nahastan Hima, Mother Earth, Father Sky, our non-human relatives, and all five-fingered people. And what's so beautiful about eh is that it encompasses love and hope and strength and, you know, is inclusive of all people, regardless of race, gender, class, belief. It doesn't discriminate. And what's even more beautiful about eh is that it also holds people accountable. And so you have the beauty that lies in everything wonderful, the good, the hojon, the beauty way in that regard. But you also have the hushke side, which is the protector side. And that's how my grandmother raised me. She lived and practiced eh kinship in every aspect of her life. 
And I grew up in an era where acknowledging family members or relatives by their name was considered rude because eh was to always be at the forefront of what we did and how it was done. And even acknowledging my aunt by her name first before acknowledging her as, you know, Shemayaja or, you know, through kinship, acknowledging her as my auntie, I was scolded for that. And that was simply to keep, to maintain and strengthen that, eh, that kinship and to always keep it in its place. Which is why we share from Radmila Cody the song Kinship and Hope in English, Kehesan. Hey, 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 hey,
Sonne guck, Ebbe hat nicht die Hie. Ne Sonne guck, Ebbe hat nicht die Hie. Sie hat sen guck, Ebbe hat nicht die Hie. Sie hat sen guck, Ebbe hat nicht die Hie. Hey and ah, hey, 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 so pleased to have as my guest today, Radmila Cody. She is from the Diné people down in Arizona, Minnesota, and Minnesota, Arizona and New Mexico. And so that first song from your latest recording, just out in 2016, and again, that's one of six recordings that Radmila Cody has put out today. And I, I want to give thanks to Kathy specifically from Canyon Records, who helped connect me up with you. They keep me posted when new music comes out. And I listened to this one, and I said, this is a person I have to talk to. So thank you again so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. It's indeed an honor to be on your show. So again, thank you. Why don't we go right into some more of your music so people have a better sense of the breadth of the music that Radmila Cody produces. What would you like to share next? The song that I would like to share is from the album Seed of Life. This particular album I dedicated to my late grandmother, Dorothy Cody. This will be the fourth year that she will have left us and returned back to the House of Dawn. And the poem that I wrote for her Years, years, years ago, I wrote a poem for her, and my uncle Herman translated it for me. It's titled Grandmother. It's a poem that describes her warmth and her love and, and how she has always been there to lift me up. She's just you know, a very beautiful and compassionate person who did not even see me as a biracial Diné and black grandchild. She took me in and she loved me despite what, you know, her own children may have said in regards to my biracial background and despite what other relatives may have expressed in that regard, my grandmother loved me and she reminded me every day to be proud of who I am and where I came from as a Dene and Nahisa person. So I wrote this poem to honor her and to thank her. And I remember the time when I let her listen to this poem. She was in the hospital, and I went to visit with her, and, and I put the earphones on her ears, and I just said, you know, Grandma, and of course, Navajo, you know, I told her, you know, I said, Grandma, listen to this and let me know what you think of it. And so she had no idea and within a matter of seconds. Tears were rolling down her cheek. 
and I knew that I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just thanked her, you know, for always being there for me and just teaching me and loving me. And so this is the poem that acknowledges her, you know, in that way. And again, folks, it's by Radmila Cody. Her website is radmilacody.com. You'll find a link on org. The song is Grandmother from Seed of Life. Shimasane <laughs> 
From Seed of Life by Rudmila Cody, that's Grandmother. Clearly, so much love flowing through that song and through your heart, Rudmila. It's so wonderful that you could join us and share that today for Song of the Soul. And as you said, it's a phrase I haven't heard before. When your grandmother went to the House of Dawn, is that a typical Navajo or Dine concept of what happens? You go to the House of Dawn, so you go to the East, I think? Yes, because we come into this world as a child from the East, right? And and, and so just to kind of lay down a little bit of the philosophy and, and how we view our existence in this world is that we come into this world from the East, and in that direction lies our thought process. And then the South direction is our youth, our young adulthood, right? And, and in that direction lies our planning process. And then our adulthood, where you and I are, lies in the west direction, and in that direction lies life. And then to the north is where old age is, and in that direction is where hope is. And then you return back to the east as a child again. So the east is where we come in, and the east is where we return back to the house of Don. And folks, we are speaking with Radmila Cody. Her website, radmilacody.com. Radmila is R-A-D-M-I-L-L-A. Cody is C-O-D-Y. But of course, you've got a link on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. And this is Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, you find us at Northern Spirit radio.org with 11 and a half years of our programs for free listening and download you'll find links to our guests so that's how you can connect to Rudd Miller very easily and you also have a place to post comments and we do love two-way communication so when you visit please post a comment there's also a place to donate that is how we support this full-time work and it's not by corporations and it's not by government it's because you the listener want to support it even more important though i'd say is to support your local community radio stations they're so vital to having a voice of the people. So all around the place. Uh, just last month, we had our first station in New Mexico that's carrying Northern Spirit Radio programs. So please support those stations as soon as you can. Again, Radmila Cody is here for Song of the Soul. She's joining us from Loop, Arizona. Loop is spelled L-E-U-P-P, and I'm sure that Google can get you zoned in on her. She's sharing songs from five of the records that she's produced with Canyon Records. And I think we better keep moving along because I have a feeling that, Radmila, you and I could talk for a long, long time, and it would be a beautiful, heartwarming thing for me, but I think people want to hear more of your music. So why don't you share another song right away? The next song would be from the album Shikeya, Songs for the People. This song is titled Beautiful Mother Earth. So with this particular song, it honors and acknowledges our beautiful Nahasthanihima, Mother Earth, as she is adorned with the beauty and these beautiful various plants that we also, as Indigenous people, will use for healing 
and as a part of our ceremonies, and also the beautiful mountains, our sacred mountains that protect us, and also our water, you know, our sacred water, the rivers, the streams, and how we are very, very deeply connected to the Nastan Hima, our beautiful Mother Earth. And so the respect that we give her through our offerings and even during planting season, when we plant, you know, when we touch her and just acknowledge her in that way, it's, it's a very beautiful relationship. That, eh, again, that, that kinship with and, and connection to Nastan Hima in the water and the air and the fire. And so, you know, she's made of all of those beautiful sacred elements. You know, this is a song that acknowledges her in this way. I love the song. It's one of my favorite songs. Beautiful Mother Earth by Radmila Cody. Hey, 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 young, ah, hey, 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 young, ah, we, we, na, ah, hey, 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 we, we, na, ah, hey, 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 we, we, na, ah, hey, we, hey, 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 we, we, na, ah, hey, 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 we, we, na, ah, hey, hey, we, we, na, ah, hey, we, hey, 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 hey,
That's beautiful Mother Earth, and I'm saying it in English because I haven't mastered Navajo yet, folks, but Radmila Cody is teaching me as we go along here. Uh, that's from Songs of the People, we'd say in English, I think in Navajo, Shikea. How close did I come? You did a good job. <laughs> you pronounced it good. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much. In talking about that song, Radmila, you talked about the sacred elements and, and the many beautiful parts, all of the things that are part of the balance. And mention of water, I did read that there were some of the Diné who were warriors who were part of the witness at Standing Rock. Are there still delegations, folks, up there standing with the people at Standing Rock? Yes, there are still many indigenous and non-indigenous relatives that remain at Standing Rock in opposition of the Dakota Access Pipeline. And so, as many, many people are aware, as Indigenous people, we have this long tradition of righteous resistance against figurative and literal structures of capitalism, which, you know, is created to oppress and erase our existence as, as people of color. And so to see, you know, the power that will always be within us as a people through meaningful and healthy kinship. And, of course, that, again, extending beyond human to human, but to the universe and non-human for legged, wing, rivers, mountains, air, nastan, human, the earth as well. You know, we're at a moment, just as our ancestors found themselves in, to take direct action. And that's what our relatives are doing in Standing Rock. 
you know, they are directly intervening with their heart and their compassion to slay these monsters. So it's good to see our non-Native relatives stand, you know, with our Indigenous relatives and Standing Rock because that shows that we are not alone. And, you know, how Sacred Stone and, and the Standing Rock Camp has shown us the power, you know, of such kinship. And so to see them continue in that spirit and mutual aid and support for each other on behalf of those who will come after us is beautiful. I had the opportunity to go there on three different occasions with my partner and this group who I am a member of called the Red Nation. And the first time we took donations, you know, like two truckloads of, of donations and wood to the camp. And then the second time we went in response to a national response asking people to come out to assist. And then the third time I went to perform at their benefit concert to help raise you know, money for Standing Rock. It's beautiful and powerful on so many levels to see that eh, to see that eh reinforced in that way and to see people come from all walks of life in different parts of the world and support our you know, Lakota relatives was beautiful. We're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to resist. And it's all for the sake of protecting our beautiful Mother Earth and for the futures and generations to come. But I also want to acknowledge the youth, the youth and the women who have been at the forefront of, of the struggle and many other struggles at that, you know, because there's a lot of other struggles that are going on right now behind capitalism, right? Because it's all about capitalism and greed. There's the Save Oak Flat. There's the Save the Confluence. There's the Save the Peaks, you know, right here and even in my own backyard with the San Francisco Peaks and the reclaimed water that's being used for recreational purposes. And, you know, there's Mount Taylor, you know, and how our sacred mountain, Mount Taylor, is, is always targeted for uranium mining. And so it's just there's, there's so, so many, many more struggles that are currently in place, you know, all for the sake of capitalism. You know, Radmila, some people might assume, because there's so much beauty involved with you, and I mean that in your lyrics, I mean that in the music that you sing, I mean that in the work that you do as well, and I mean because you were 1997 Miss Navajo, I mean, you're there's so much beauty around you, people might think it less intuitive that you're the activist that you are, but activism has been a big part of your life. What would you describe as the things where you've given most of your time, the activist issues? If there is an issue, especially indigenous issues that involve the livelihood and the well-being of our people, in this case, let's, you know, focusing on the Netra, on Navajo Nation, you know, if, if there is an issue that, you know, a struggle that is in place that is going to impact our relatives, our people's health and the land and the resources, it's only right for myself and many others to step up and to support each other. And so some of the issues that I have been involved with, some of the struggles that I have been involved in, has surrounded the San Francisco peaks through the, the Save the Peaks, as I had shared with you with the reclaimed water being used on our sacred mountain for recreational purposes, and the expansion of Snowball, as well as the Save the Confluence, where there, the Escalade developers are proposing to build an Escalade down into a sacred site on the northeastern part of the Grand Canyon. And then there's the Justice for L'Oreal that I've been involved in, where one of our Diné women, sisters, mother, 
was shot and killed in Winslow, Arizona. And then recently with the No Pinion Pipeline, where they were trying to have scoping meetings through BIA and BLM to see if they could propose laying down a pipeline near one of our another secret site, an Eastern agency. And then also the violence against women as I speak out as a survivor of abuse and violence. So that's a very passionate issue that I'm very much so involved in. It all ties in together because of the violence that's placed on people and the violence that's placed on the earth, whether it's through police violence or environmental violence, racial violence, gender-based violence, it's violence. You know, I think sometimes we have a tendency of, you know, compartmentalizing violence with just domestic violence without realizing that violence extends outward, you know, into all these other types of inhumane and, and violent attitudes and behaviors awful lot of it. And it's really great that you're standing up against that. Has that made you controversial? Is this a kind of a thing that would not be unexpected from someone who was Miss Navajo, for instance? I think at times it has been. But, you know, it's been 19 years since I was Miss Navajo Nation. And even when I was Miss Navajo, I was controversial. So (laughs) Uh, there's a lot of controversy that surrounded my term as Miss Navajo, having, you know, been the first biracial Miss Navajo and breaking down racial barriers. And then even calling out our own Navajo Nation government officials at that time and and basically being put in my place, being told, you're not supposed to be involved in politics, Miss Navajo. And it's just like, well, then do your job. Do your job for your people. (laughs) You know, that was my response. So I think it's always been in me. (laughs) It's just come out more and more and more, you know, over time. And, And that's simply because we should be involved in these struggles, especially when it involves the lives and the well-being of our people, of a human being, and also the land. You know, some of the work that my partner and I also do is feed our relatives on the weekend, our relatives who roam the streets of Winderock and also Gallup, New Mexico, and to be there to, you know, help in any way that we can. Yeah, this is a short-term solution, you know, to feed them and to, to give them jackets and collect donations, you know, from our community members and be there for them, to acknowledge them as a human being. We should be doing that anyway. And unfortunately, over time, even our S system, our kinship system has been abused and, you know, manipulated and misused for what? For greed, for power, and to sustain capitalism. As a result, our Dines society, and, and maybe even speaking on for some of the other indigenous societies, you know, what has once consisted of mihi has now become she, more of she, me. And unfortunately, like I said, a lot of that has changed due to the outside influences of heteropatriarchy and colonization, assimilation, and so on and so forth. There's so much to be working on and to be talking about, but we do need a little bit more music, Rodmilla. Can you share another song? Yes. Okay, let's have fun with this one. So I did a children's album titled Precious Friends, and the song that I selected from this album is titled Little Horn Toad. And so, is how we acknowledge our little horn toad, but really we say Shiche, right? My grandpa. So the little horn toad is our grandpa, and that's how we perceive, you know, this beautiful animal and this beautiful creature. And so when we see the horn toad, and just for educa- educational purposes, because I was like well in my 30s saying horny toad, it's horn toad. 
<laughs> even even when I was recording this album, I re- I was so excited about this particular song, and I was like, I can't wait in front of my uncle. I can't wait to sing the little horny toad song, and he was like, uh uh uh, no, it's horn toad, not horny toad. So yes, even in my thirties, I would still say horny toad. <laughs> so for edu- educational purposes, I know there's some folks out there who are probably still saying horny toad at their age, but it's horn toad. <laughs> So the little horn toad is viewed in the Dine culture as our grandpa and our protector. And we see a horn toad, we give our grandpa, our che, an offering, and we place him over our heart, and we ask for his protection for as long as we walk Mother Earth. This is little horn toad. Je l'ai 
children's song by Rudmilla Cody, Little Horned Toad from Precious Friends. That's her 2006 recording for kids. You know, so we've had stuff so far in speaking with Rudmilla from 2016 and far back as 2001. So we're covering a lot of territory in her life. Of course, also the the life of your uncle Herman Cody, who writes so many of the songs, or at least participates in them, was that one that he primarily wrote, or because maybe he's a grandpa? I don't think you're ever going to be a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my shiage uh, Herman wrote this song, "Little Horn Toad Song." Yeah, <laughs> and yes, he is a grandpa and a Nelly. <laughs> So I'm going to rush us toward the last song, even though there's so many more things that I want to talk to you about. There is one thing that I wanted to check. I heard it. I listened to five of your recordings. There's a phrase that comes up repeatedly that it must be a stylistic or or maybe it's something that the Diné people say, the Dinata say, and that is what it sounds like to me is Neawo. You'll be repeating something, and then you'll f- end with this phrase, neawo. Is this like amen at some point, or is it la-la-la? Is it like a vocable, or is it? are there actual words there? So what is that neawo? The neawo is like a vocable, but it's also a very important part of our song. As you acknowledge the song and your being and your existence into that moment and place with that song, when you start the song, and then as you finish and con- conclude the song, up until this point, all of your songs that we, we've been listening to you singing, actually, as a Navajo, as a Dine. And, of course, you can sing in English. Your English is a lot better than many native speakers of English. <laughs> so can you finish with one song that is in English? Yes. The song that I sing in English is titled Tears, and it is from my album Spirit of a Woman. And this particular song is a song that I wrote and acknowledges women as life givers and, you know, nurturers and the essence and and the core of of families, and of course, in this day and age in our society. The Dine society is matrilineal. So as a matrilineal society, we carry on the clans and also play a very important role in decisions. And, you know, as you also see women today being at the forefront of a lot of these, you know, the struggles in protecting Nahasthanahima, you know, the earth, and yet if you can you know, the Father Sky, the universe, and our non-human relatives and all that we coexist with, you know, in this world. And so, you know, with tears, it also speaks to, when I wrote the song, to a time and a period when I was coming out of an abusive relationship, and an abusive situation. And so this was the song that I wrote from that time. And there's a phrase that you use in the song that I was grappling with because I'm actually male. And to some degree, I don't connect with this, but I think I understand it. Would you say some words about the part when you repeat, remember that the tears of a woman is a woman's inner divine at its best? Could you say more about that? So, because we're, you know, women, we're we're emotional beings. And when we cry, we draw strength from that. When we shed tears, we draw strength from that. 
And and there's different forms of tears, you know, like there's the tears of joy, right? And there's the tears of pain. And so we draw strength from that. You know, we draw strength from our tears, whether it's, you know, like I said, tears of joy or going through a situation and going through, you know, a healing process, you know, which in this case, as a survivor of abuse and violence, it's a lifetime of healing. When we cry, we shed tears, you draw strength from those tears. And so that's what that, that is about. Well, folks, we're going to end with this song, but first I want to say, Red Mella, I appreciate so much the beauty and the harmony that you bring through your music, through your work, your activism, and just through your presence here today with us for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, too. Thank you so much for having me on Songs of the Soul. I enjoyed sharing the Dene culture with you and, and also the songs that represent our people. So thank you for having me on your show. Again, folks, Rudmilla Cody's website is rudmillacody.com. Rudmilla is R-A-D-M-I-L-L-A, Cody, that's C-O-D-Y, dot com. If there's any confusion about that, northernspiritradio.org, you'll find the link. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance with today's program, and we'll see you all next week. For Song of the Soul, this is a final song by Red Cody, Tears, from her Spirit of Woman album. She sits on a hill behind her childhood home stares onto the land afraid alone a heart that bleeds from life's experience trying to understand much of its predicaments she looks into the sky with hopeless care creator she says I need you here her cry remains an unheard call It's then she sheds a tear to understand it all. A tear of joy and love and pain. This is her time, her place, her strength. One day she'll look back at life's trials and tests. Remember that tears of a woman is her Faltering to stand beside her children and husband so dear, no matter what the cause or circumstances, her love remains as Later made 
woman, he blessed her too. Not only give life, but wisdom too. Share as a mother of memory so sweet. For it is her love that is her weakness. Each time she sheds a tear, unconditionally. A tear of joy and love and pain. This is her time, her place, her strength. One day she'll look back at life's trials and tests. Remember that tears of a woman. A tear of joy and love and pain. This is her time, her place, her strength. One day she'll look back at life's trials and tests. Remember that tears of a woman. Remember that tears of a woman is her inner divine at its The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul